0: If you're a pilates instructor looking to learn and grow using science-based tools the pilates instructor vip membership is for you this is a continuing education resource that includes monthly workshops weekly research reviews programming support full-on classes and so much more and you can get your seven day free trial right now with the link in the show notes but without further ado Let's get on to this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Evidence-Based Pilates Podcast, your home for all things science and learning within the Pilates community. And what we have in store today is a conversation about is jumpboard cardio... And I'm going to give you the classic answer of, hmm, it depends. Now with that, our framework for this episode is that we're going to talk about what cardio is, what's going on in jumpboard, how that relates to the definition of cardio, and also how you can boost cardio in your jumpboard classes, especially if, if you teach at studios like a club Pilates that Has a jump board class called CardioSculpt. I just think there should be some cardio in that. Now, let's go ahead and dive in. So, what is cardio? Right? Different sources will give you different definitions. Here's one of them. Okay. Cardio or cardiovascular activity is continuous and rhythmic movement that results in utilizing large muscle groups for an extended period of time. Now, the result of cardio is that it it challenges your cardiovascular system. Now, manifestations of challenging your cardiovascular system is increased heart rate and increased respiratory rate. In other words, you get more blood flowing, which is measured by a pulse, and then you breathe faster and harder. So it sounds like this. (sighs) right? That would be cardiovascular activity. Now, what cardiovascular activity is not, okay, or not the same thing as hard exercise. Cardiovascular activity is not the same as my muscles are burning. Cardiovascular activity is not the same as, ooh, that's a stretch. Cardiovascular activity is not the same as like taking muscles to failure, okay? Cardiovascular activity is specific to the cardiovascular system. Cardio or cardiovascular activity results in an increased heart rate, an increased respiratory rate. So you know how you measure it? You know how like if it's like the test, okay? I I know there's medications out there like beta blockers that can affect someone's heart rate and yet these other things. I'm talking about otherwise healthy adults. Okay. The way that you measure that measure of is this exercise cardio is you either measure someone's heart rate or their rate of breathing okay. other measures are not indicative of cardio now I love jumpboard okay assign me up for a jumpboard class hands down now I'm just here to pose questions and in challenge lines of thinking with the end goal of increasing the knowledge and the curiosity within the Pilates industry, which ultimately leads to giving the best quality care for our clients. So if our clients want to uh, get cardio, which I know a lot of them don't, but if they sign up for a class called cardio, whatever, or cardio sculpt, I just feel like uh, we should have an understanding of, how to give cardio uh, in a Pilates setting and also how you measure it to confirm that it is or is not happening. Now, in jump board, we're generally lying down on our back. I know you can be quadruped and kick one leg out and stuff like that and work on balance, right? So let's say like the most common form of jump board is you're lying down on your back with like two ish springs on it could be one and a half it could be two and a half right um so it's something that has like moderate tension and you jump right you jump and you jump and you jump and you keep going you do all kinds of cool choreography and the music is even good you should have music and jump board classes um so with that let's say like beyonce's playing like you're having a good time like single ladies all up in here and then right then you know what happens your freaking legs are on fire. You're dying and you're like, oh, my God, I, I just I can't make it. And the instructor says, keep going, <laughs> right? And it's like, no, I'm going to die. But then the instructor's like, no, you're not dying. You're returning to life. Keep going, right? Like this is this experience Right? I'm just being animated about it. But like it results in like my legs are on fire. That's not cardio, right? And so I'm not saying that you can't get cardio, but it's a, if you were to pull like a thousand people that did a jump board on like one and a half or two springs and you measured why they stopped, right? A very minimal amount of people are going to say, ah, I was out of breath. Okay? It's, it is like 98% of the people are going to say my quads were on fire, which is healthy and I think you should still do it right? However, that experience is hard. But hard doesn't mean cardio hard means difficult and difficult is just this, this like umbrella experience if it can be difficult because of a stretch, it can be difficult because it burns, it can be difficult because it's heavy and I can't lift it, or it can be difficult because I'm out of breath. And if we're and if we're getting cardiovascular activity, it needs to be difficult because you're out of breath. And that is independent of the sensation of any skeletal muscle. And that's why science is so cool, right? It's like, oh, there's so many ways to win. And when you, when you learn this stuff, right? And when, we, when you listen to podcasts like these or, or hang out with, you know, nerdy people, take courses, whatever it is, right? You just realize there's so many ways to win, right? There's so many ways to win. And if you want to win by cardio, you get to make a more informed decision, right? Now with jump board, I know that there's other ways to jump. I know you can lay on your side. I know you can do moon jumps and things like that that are gonna bias your abs because you're increasing the time in which your legs are, ex- are out there in an open chain, right? That's how it works, by the way. Gravity's pulling you down and you have to keep your legs up, I know. You can even be in quadruped, right? But you can't load that that much or else you'll go freaking flying. So you're probably on one spring. Right. And, and you, but you're jumping like one leg out, you're going to burn the leg. Right. Are you going to work on, on like balance and stuff like that? Okay. Um, so, with that, jump board is awesome. I love jump board. I'm not here to hate on jump board, but I am here to pose questions. So, cardio is continuous and rhythmic movement using large muscle groups that, that ends up resulting in a stress on your cardiovascular system, which is measured by increasing your heart rate and or your respiratory rate. And that has an asterisk because sometimes someone has had like, uh, I don't know, heart disease and they're on beta blockers. So that slows down your heart rate. And now you, you use RPE instead. Okay, I know there's, there's all, time you have a rule, but it's always like, like makes me tickle. Like whenever you have a rule, okay, you can always break it. Like, like no models are correct. Every model you've ever learned is wrong. Okay? Just some of them are useful. So this like even this idea of like measuring like cardio with heart rate is wrong within a certain population. It's not always correct. Yeah? Uh, but for like 99% of the population. Uh, it tends to be now for the the thing with jumpboard is it doesn't get you breathy, okay? It's hard, I love it, but it just doesn't get you breathy, okay? And so there are things you can do to utilize jumpboard to get you breathy, right? To get in a class and stuff like that, which we're going to talk about. But but one reason why it doesn't get you breathy is you're on your back, like you're on your back. It's easier, okay? There's less stress on the body. When you're on your back and you are just, um, you're just you're uh, just stretching your legs out, and in, you're not even weight-bearing, right? You're not, you don't even have your weight on on your joints. And so, yeah, you might get a small uptick in your heart rate. You might get like 15 beats, 20 beats, stuff like that, but you're not going to get a lot, okay? And here's a nice way to measure this or, or just to test it. Like, don't believe a guy on a podcast. Go test this stuff yourself and let me know about it. So you can go ahead and lie on your back on a jump board, just for one minute, put on like two springs or whatever is like moderate for you, and I just want you to like sprint on it. Like one knee to the chest, switch, 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 as fast as you can, move your arms, like go freaking ham at it, okay? Do that, and then look at your heart rate and compare it to where, what it was before, okay? You can use any kind of smart watch. Okay, or you can check your pulse, but usually just smart watch will do it. And check your heart rate afterwards. It might be a little bit higher, right? It's more than like not exercising. Then stand up. Okay, once your heart rate goes back down to baseline, stand up and do the same activity. Stand upright. Do the same activity. Sprint as fast as you can. Move your arms, all the things for 60 seconds. I'm not talking about run. I'm talking about sprint. Okay, then check your heart rate, and I bet that you'll be in moderate intensity exercise. Okay. Many people, you're you going to have a significant uptick relative to the jumping. Now, that's where there's so many ways to win, okay? Um, the jumping isn't bad, the jumping's good. Go get all of your clients to return to life through JumpBoard, do it, right? But if you are doing JumpBoard for cardio, I'm just going to suggest that we just need to tweak a couple things. And that's that making that informed decision where it's so freaking cool. Because now you're going to get people breathy in a jump board class. You're going to do all the jump board things, but you're also getting breathy. It's just the jump board exercises are not what's getting you breathy. Now, the way there's a whole cardio um, episode in the podcast. So if you're enjoying this conversation about cardio, I highly recommend it. Uh, but in a nutshell, if we're going to get cardio in a Pilates class, you need to have your class upright, you need to move as many body parts as possible. And I recommend keeping the feet on the floor, Okay, not feet on the reformer feet on the floor. So with that, okay, it's simple, right? Get them vertical. Move a lot of things. Oh, yeah, do it fast too. Fast is better for cardio. And then just go ahead and have their feet on the floor. There's so many ways to do it with or without the reformer. Now you don't have to use the reformer the whole time in class. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. My only ask of you as a listener is to leave a five-star review. Leaving a review helps this podcast grow and have a greater influence on the Pilates industry. I do this 100% for free. I do not and will never accept advertisements on this podcast. It is 100% for free. And you can go ahead and make a huge difference and allow this to grow by leaving a five-star review. So let's say you're doing um, jumpboard, right? So say you're doing jump board class and, you know, you do footwork, then you do um, hands and straps, and then you do uh, the hundred and then you do bridges. You put your feet on the board, you do like marches and all that, and then you do some more hands and straps. Does it sound like a jump board class? But this is like what I used to do at Club Pilates. And then um, after that, you start to do like your first round of jumping. Okay, this doesn't have to be the way you do a class, I'm just like making stuff up. So you do jumping and you do jumping for four to five minutes, like I usually do like one or two songs, depending on the length of the song, and you get their legs burning, you see like, at first, you know, like at first, they're like having fun and jumping. They're like, yeah, I'm into it. Right. And then they then you start to see like, the f- couple people get tired if you're doing a group class. And then you just see everyone like dying and it's like, all right, this is the last minute, right? So then um, you have them stop jumping and they're just like, oh, thank God. And they're like punching their legs or wiggling it, whatever it is. One person's looking at their watch. We know that happens. So then what you do is you get people up. okay? You can have them stand next to the reformer and have them do some kind of cardio Combo, okay, running in place and then squats, running in place and then squats. Have them uh, do that for like 90 seconds to two minutes. Yeah, I know. And then have them walk out and like do planks, okay, do like mountain climbers or push ups. And they lay on their back, they do the series of five, then they come back up and you do another cardio sequence, okay, some kind of like hopping or running in place. Then you, then you know what you do? Have them go back on the jump board. And then they jump for another five minutes and they're like, oh my God, is class over yet? No, it's jumpboard class. It's only halfway, right? And then you have them get off the reformer. You do like scooters and lunges and flying splits. Then you do some planks and then you do it on the other side. And then you know what you do? You have them stand right next to the reformer. Do another running set. It can be the same thing you did before. Okay. So you, all good. Okay. You just, you keep them upright with the things that are not jumpboard. Okay. Then you have them lay down. You do more jump board. Yeah, we're killing the legs. We're not, oh, we're returning to life, right? And then you have them get back off. So when you are not doing jump board, because you just can't jump the whole time, okay? And if you're having people do that, don't do that. They don't, that's not cool. Uh, <laughs> I've done that before. I'm like, oh yeah, 30 minutes is too much jumping. So, uh, so anyways, so you, you have them jump for like short blocks of time, right? Like four to five sets of jumps, right? Pretty cool. When they're not jumping, just have your class next to the reformer on the mat, Do some stuff, okay? Or do some scooters where you have feet on the floor and you're using the reformer. That is how you get cardio in a jump board class, okay? Because cardiovascular activity is continuous and rhythmic movement that generates force from large muscle groups and it results in stress on the cardiovascular system, which is manifested by an increase of heart rate as well as respiratory rate. Now the ways that you can measure this, right, are easy, like you can, you can go ahead and check someone's heart rate and I'm not asking you to take pulses, right, that's, that's weird. You're not like, hey, you on reformer number four, give me your wrist, right, I'm taking your pulse. Nobody does that. Don't do it. But what you can do is like you can have that you can have your clients look at their smartwatch. You can take a baseline heart rate and then, you know, then measure it afterwards. In moderate intensity exercise is anywhere between 64 and 76% of their max heart rate. For most people, if you get them around like 150, right? Like any like, I don't know, 140, 150, just a ballpark. you're You're in a good zone. Yeah, even a little bit less than that, you're in a good zone. Okay, the way that you you measure, okay, that the, or the way that you can assess like what someone's max heart rate is, I uh, like the easiest one would be you do uh, 230 minus I think it's 230. Oh, is it 220? Damn, I'm it's either 220 or 230. I gotta look that up. Um, and then you subtract their age. Okay, look it up. It's either 220 or 230, and then you subtract their age. Okay and that's your number, that's the max heart rate. So let's say my max heart rate was 190, right? Okay? Then I take, um, you know, 75% of that, okay? 75% of that, and I'm gonna try to hit that number, okay? I'm gonna try to get on the higher end of modern intensity exercise. Now, if you, if you don't wanna do heart rate, like your clients don't have smart watches, you don't wanna do math, because math is scary, right? What you can also do is what's called the talk test. And the talk test is that you talk to your clients, which you're probably already doing because we talk for a living. In fact, we talk too much. That's a whole nother episode. Um, But with that, you talk to your clients and the talk test is just simply, um, you want to hear how they're speaking back to you. If they can easily easily speak back to you, uh, that's considered low intensity exercise meaning that they're not breathing so hard that they can still talk to you really easy. So you're not really challenging their respiratory rate. Then in moderate intensity exercise, they're breathing heavier, but not so heavy to where they can't talk. So this would be like, you know, going on a vigorous walk, maybe walking up like a big hill and having a conversation, right? or maybe jogging, stuff like that for most people, okay. then vigorous intensity exercise would be like you can't speak, you are going so freaking hard that you can't speak. It's like <gasps> and someone says, you know, do you want water? <gasps> yes. And you can't even say yes. Thank you. I so much appreciate it. And you can't say that you can just say yes. Okay. Now, we're likely not getting someone in vigorous intensity exercise and Pilates just because it takes up, it, like, it's really hard uh, to do that. That's like sprinting on a treadmill. So there's like a realistic aspect to this, but you can certainly get someone to moderate intensity. Okay. And you're more, you are way more likely to be able to do that okay, when they are upright doing continuous Full-bodied rhythmic movement using large muscle groups, because that is going to challenge their respiratory rate and their cardiovascular activity. Now, this is just one of those things where we get to take that, like we get to add another tool to our Pilates toolbox of if I'm looking to get cardio in, if I'm truly looking to get cardio in, and it's not you don't have to, right? But if you are. I believe you should know how, right? And in order to know how to get cardio in, we have to clearly understand what cardio is. And just because something is called cardio, and just because something is hard, doesn't make it cardio. Cardio has an, you can objectively measure it, okay? Through heart rate and respiratory rate. Okay, it has a definition. And we should know that definition. And then we should also know how to measure it. And we should know how to generate that response. So if a client comes in and they either one need cardio, like we just know they don't do any cardio, then they need cardio. Or if they want it, or they signed up for something that has the name cardio in it, we should be able to generate that response. In order to generate that response, I recommend keeping your clients upright, okay, for significant periods of time getting them moving as many body parts as possible, doing it fast, and you'll have a lot more success doing that if your feet are on the floor. And as I go ahead and just kind of summarize this episode, jump board is awesome, okay? This is not an anti-jump board class, our, our episode. This is not a jump board is so easy, you don't even know. Because it's, it's not, I've died so many times on it. Um, it's just it's hard, right? But hard doesn't mean cardio. Okay, hard means difficult, and it, and difficult can be so many things. And jumpboard is awesome for lower extremity endurance. You're able to endure the the stresses of jumpboard, the pain that comes along with it, in a couple minutes into it for a longer period of time. Super healthy. But what it doesn't tick off is cardio. It's just not very aerobic. And it, that doesn't mean that 0% of the population will ever get into moderate intensity exercise through something like jump board. There will be people that are classified as deconditioned that that, that will be enough cardiovascular stress to get them up. But those are also the people who they wouldn't be able to do that same activity Um, like standing up and like sprinting and stuff like that, like that would be too much because there's a deconditioning that's happening. So it's not an impossibility, but it's a probability. And we're always playing with probabilities. And if you want to increase the probability of generating a cardiovascular response in your clients, keep them upright, move as many body parts as possible, do it fast. And keep their feet on the floor. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Evidence Based Pilates podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast and you want to learn more, you can go ahead and use the link in my bio to, or use the li- link in the show notes, sorry, in the show notes to uh, start your seven day free trial of the VIP membership and join a community of hundreds of Pilates instructors just like you who want to learn science-based skills without breaking the bank because not only do you get a seven-day free trial but if you love it you get to keep it for less than the cost of a single pilates class with that have an incredible rest of your day and i'll see you in the next episode